This podcast deals with adult content, such as extreme themes of graphic nature, which could be difficult for sensitive listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. Hi. How are we? Well, (laughs) as you can see on my name, it says no effort, Angela. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a sign of things to come? (laughs) I've just been running around and I'm definitely losing the energy you know yeah yeah i can quite imagine yeah i've got the house to myself and it's fucking delightful where is he is it darts oh nice is that a regular thing or is it just because it's um you're doing the podcast no he goes every thursday which is perfect because that's when we record yeah generally so i get to have free roam of the living room tonight which is oh fantastic amazing and i get to finish finally watching Bake Off after we're done. Oh, even though you've got that spoiler. <gasps> Livid. Before we get into it, I just want to yeah. make a minor apology for the sound quality of um, the most recent episode because I've moved house and I think my mic just, I don't know what was going on, but it was a bit ropey. So I apologise. Hopefully this is better and next week will be even better. Sorry, guys. Should we do an intro? <laughs> oh my god. Hi, I'm Angela. Hi, I'm Claire. And this is Murder, Murder on Our Minds. Uh, uh, uh. Feel like we're back in the flow. Gasp. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Miracles really do happen. I know, right? <laughs> I am. Um, I, when I was editing at work this week, because my computer, as I've mentioned many times, is a pile of shit. Mm. Um... Like, one of the guys came up to me and was like, are you still doing that? I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Should we talk some crime in the news? Yes, let's get eee. down to it. Do you want to start or shall I? No, you go, because I definitely want to do the next one. Okay, excellent. Yeah. And you probably know this one a little bit more than I do. Yeah, so recently, this week, you guys will have, if you're into true crime, you'll have probably seen this everywhere. Yeah. A Wisconsin inmate has confessed to the making a murderer killing of Teresa Hallback. Mm. Apparently he confessed to documentary crews and is currently serving time for a different crime. I, I mean, I've got opinions about this already, but... <laughs> My gosh, I know. So Sean Reck, who is the director of Convicting a Murderer, which is a completely unaffiliated new documentary about Teresa Hallback's murder... I, found, I, I love I love the name convicting a murderer versus making a murderer. I know. He's so trying to ride on those coattails. It, totally. And funnily enough, on the last season of Truth and Justice, they did a case. God, what's her name? Sandra Melgar. Melgar. Sandra Melgar, right? Okay. And it's really interesting. If you haven't listened to it, like, honestly, it's a deep, deep dive, though. But some people who don't believe that this woman, woman is innocent... They started an alternative podcast called Truth Is Justice. That's true, though. I mean, I didn't listen to to it because I just don't want to give them the time of day because there's some sort of weird shit going on. (laughs) But it's so interesting, isn't it? And Mm -hmm. people will look for that podcast and likely find this other one. And you just think... Oh, definitely. The relationship between those things. But then... There's a podcast, I believe, or was, that was called Rebutting a Murderer. 
which, <laughs> which went through all of the episodes of Making a Murderer and talked about how Stephen Avery could in fact actually be guilty based on different evidence. So it's quite, in- I haven't listened to it, but who knows. Anyway, so Sean Rack, he told Newsweek Monday that his production company had received a confession from one of the notable convicted murderers from Wisconsin. And he said the confession is on audio. He's not releasing the man's name and has handed over possible evidence to law enforcement so they can determine if the confession is legitimate. But this, I feel like maybe they should have done that before, before making this fucking announcement. Oh, for sure. But it's all publicity for him, isn't it? Of course it is. Whereas others, as we'll talk about in a little while, they're a little more hesitant to talk about it, and rightly so. So, Sean Reck had said, we haven't confirmed the legitimacy of the confession, but seeing as it was given by a notable convicted murderer from Wisconsin, we feel responsible to deliver any and all possible evidence to law enforcement and legal teams. I love that we feel responsible. Okay, but ethically so, you should be doing Absolutely. it. Yet, he goes on to then talk about his documentary. So, hello. <laughs> he does. He goes, having been in production for 20 months, we've uncovered an unfathomable amount of information and evidence that is leading us to the truth. Our investigation does not end here. So, <laughs> of course, because this case is so high profile, now probably everybody knows that he's making this documentary. Of course they do. Don't get me wrong. I'd be interested to see what they actually find out. <laughs> so I will be oh, a yeah. sucker who watches it. Well, that's the greatest... Uh, this is going to sound so jaded. The great thing about him putting out this release is now people are going to go, oh, is this going to be in the movie? I'm going to have to see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm personally, I'm quite open to seeing different things about this case because Making a Murderer is biased towards his innocence and i want as much information as possible to be able to make an actual judgment right because i flip-flop on how i feel about it all the time all the time yeah i see (laughs) this is gonna sound like blasphemy but i never finished the first season wow because the thing is i was watching it every morning when i couldn't sleep yeah so i was my insomnia tv show yeah yeah and then I got near the end of it, and then I finally started sleeping. Yeah. And then I never got to pick it up because I was able to watch it with, I was cleaning at the same time. That's what I tend to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. But nobody was around. And then all of a sudden, everyone's around, and I can't watch yeah. it with my kids around. And Mr. P hates that stuff. Yeah. So I'm literally stuck, and I have no, I have literally no free time to just sit on my butt and concentrate on something like that. I completely get it. I binged the first season. And funnily enough, it was the first season of Making a Murderer that got me into podcasts. Is it? Yeah, because I was like, I need like another thing that draws me in like that. Because I spent so much time watching hour-long documentaries about a case that you get minimal information about. I was like, I need to find stuff. And then that's how I found Serial. Ah. And... Then it just sort of progressed from there. So I probably still wouldn't be listening to podcasts had I (laughs) never watched Making a Murderer. 
but you should definitely try and find time which i appreciate is easier said than done (laughs) as we've mentioned and as i'm sure you guys know Stephen Avery and his nephew, Brendan Dassey, have spent more than a decade in prison after being convicted for the 2005 murder of Theresa Hallback. I found I feel so British saying Hallback. Hallback? <laughs> Rec confirmed that the man who confessed is not Avery or Dassey. That's pretty interesting. Thing. But yes. he also says he's a high-profile murderer, so... <sighs> Yeah. It really keeps you on your toes, and I kind of like that and hate that at the same time. I agree, but I think that it's bullshit. <laughs> to be honest Do you? With you. Do you yeah. think it's somebody who's maybe was never actually around? Like, that's what we'll find out? It's a false confession? Yeah, I think we'll find out it's a false confession. I think it's somebody that wants... Or it's some stupid PR stunt. Yeah, so Catherine Zellner, uh, Kathleen Zellner, I apologise, has, has actually talked about Somebody was offering a $100,000 reward for information. And she said that she thinks that this is... Just a cash grab. Yeah. And also, I've got an opinion on who I think's responsible. And, um, Do you? Yeah. Who is it? Yeah. So I I think Brendan's 100% innocent. Brendan Dassey. Oh, yeah. So yeah. do I. Stephen yeah. Avery, I think he was involved in to some degree yeah i agree on that that's my feeling and i didn't even finish watching season one so yeah yeah (laughs) i i don't know that he murdered her but i think he was there when her body was put into the fire pit Mm -hmm. i think that brendan's brother bobby is questionable as is his stepfather but if you see if you watch season two they lead you to that which is a slight issue because they're very biased though. yeah i i feel like i have been walked to come to that conclusion a bit like oh, i don't know if you remember on like the case of jean bonnet where all of the evidence they're deliberately leading you to think that it's her brother oh yeah so that taints me so i feel like i have to keep taking a step back but yeah. it makes sense so stephen avery and brendan dassey they maintained their innocence since tri- their trial in Wisconsin in 2007. Brendan Dassey... Fuck, was it that long ago? Yeah, it's scary, isn't it? The murder had taken place a good 10 years before this documentary ever aired. Right, oh my. Brendan Dassey appealed to the Supreme Court, but his request for a new trial was denied. Again, he may have been there when the burning took place. I don't know. But I don't believe that he had anything to do with her death whatsoever. Stephen Avery, I have more questions about. Yeah, Um, yeah, I agree on that. Also, he set fire to a cat at one point in his life. Oh, that automatically makes him an asshole. Yeah, that really puts him down in my estimations. Mm -hmm. Avery is still in the appeals process and is currently serving a life sentence without parole. The documentary explores theories that he might have been set up for a crime, given that he had previously served time and been exonerated for sexual assault. And a lot of people seem to think that the police took this as an opportunity to get payback for them, make him making them look stupid. You never know. I mean, you really never know. Some people are petty as fuck. Some people are, but 
I don't believe there are as many police officers willing to plant evidence That's true. as these people make out and documentaries seem to make out. Are there corrupt police officers? Absolutely. Do they go to the extent of framing somebody yeah. for petty revenge? I don't think so. But <sighs> also, our authorities aren't necessarily the way the American authorities That's run. very true, yeah. As I mentioned... Stephen Avery's attorney, Kathleen Zellner, did actually also receive this confession. And she does think that it does have something to do with this $100,000 that's being offered. She explained that when her firm failed to respond to the inmate about the monetary reward, he approached the production company with his story. And she said on Twitter that the handwritten note is worthless unless it is corroborated. Yeah. The whole crux of the situation is the 100K. Oh, for sure. And she says that. She said the confession occurred solely because of our 100K reward offer. Yeah. But the former DA who was in the first season of Making a Murderer, Ken Kratz, he did write on Twitter, to be clear, like everyone else, this is news to me. I have no comment until I see the details, which might be one of the most sensible things he's ever said in his life. (laughs) Well, I mean, miracles do happen. Yeah, this is true. Hopefully we'll, we'll find out what's going on, but I keep seeing so many pieces of news and new information and things going on and it never goes anywhere. That's why. Yeah. But I just, I want a conclusion desperately, which I don't think I'm going to get. So No, I think we're still quite a time off before that actually happens. Yeah, I think so. And also, the amount of pain this must cause for Teresa Holbox's family. Yeah, it just keeps getting drawn up, doesn't it? It really does. And for everybody, you just want justice to prevail one way or the other. It just closure. Yeah. (sighs) Should we move on? So this next one is actually an update yes. to the Laureline Garcia Bateau murder. If you recall, what did we bring that? Like Oh, that was so February, early on. February so March. Long ago. It's very beginning, early in the year. Yeah. Where um a French film producer, Laureline Garcia Bateau, thirty four, was discovered in a shallow grave at her home in the southwest in London. Oh fifth of March, excuse me. Yeah, I remember it being early days. Yeah. Of okay. And it was discovered that it was actually her then ex, Kirill Belarus. Probably say allegedly because he hasn't been he hasn't been convicted yet. <laughs> Not that I don't think he's guilty. Watching. Good point. Allegedly, <laughs> I hate that. I hate I that hate fucking that. term so much. <laughs> Fuck him. Well, they had separated, and allegedly, <laughs> loosely. <laughs> You tell I don't fucking believe it. No, no, I agree <laughs> um, with you. He murdered her, strangled her, buried her, and then he ran off to where was it? Um, Belarus. No, yeah, that's his surname, Belarusov. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> he went to um, was it Estonia? Or am I making been. that up? Or is that from where he's from? No, I don't know. It was somewhere he, in he Europe. Was, <laughs> he's parting the night away for his birthday yes, in any case. he was. And then he was he was sent back because the authorities worked together with yes. where he was. It's fantastic. Things have worked fairly quickly with him. 
Uh, currently, they're in trial. Yeah, that's incredible. Oh, it's utterly fantastic. Yeah. But according to Mr. Belarusov, apparently a week after their Rottweiler, which they had together, was put down, that's when they had broken up. Right. And, of course, you know, that has nothing to do with the fact that he kind of conned thousands of pounds from her. And turns out he said he had cancer and he needed the money for this. That's disgusting. And she helped pay for it. And, of course, it turns out he didn't have cancer. This particular article just discusses their relationship right. between the two where, you know, they met one time. They met in 2009. I didn't realize they had been together for yeah, that long. Yeah, that is a long time, isn't it? Even though it turns out they'd been off and on since then. Ugh. But he had moved in pretty much almost immediately. And then, according to him, the breakup was a slow buildup over the years, which kind of tipped them over when their dog, Jazz, died. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't sound far-fetched if it wasn't coming out in trial. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Going back to the cancer, he said he had suffered from cancer and he went on drug trials. However, I read another article that was a lie because he is not registered anywhere there. And as it turns out, he also conned an ex as well. Another one. Oh, really? Oh, so he's got yeah, four. So Loreline is not his first. I forget the total, but apparently he had conned her over the same thing. He had cancer. He needed the money and the woman provided for him. And then he's gone. And she's out thousands of pounds. What a prick. So I think I have a feeling that she had confronted him over the money and he couldn't get out of it. Right. So this is his retribution. It's just absolutely horrible. Yeah. It's terrifying. It is. He conned her. Yeah. I have a feeling. So the fact that he'd done it before means this was just a con. So why did he stay with this one? Yeah. And then why did it go to becoming a con? Clearly he conned her at the end and decided that now it's time to go. Let's con. Yeah. But he kept coming back. I mean, maybe she made his life quite comfortable for a while. So according to articles I've read. Apparently they both that, have money problems though. Is that, yes. Yeah. That's what I was just about yeah. to say. They were both having money problems. And apparently he worked more than her. Oh, interesting. So essentially, while she might have paid for his cancer research. And I use that in quotes. Yeah. He's the one who carried the couple. So he, maybe he feels like she owed him that money. Maybe, but if that's the case, then why not discuss that? Well, that's being in a relationship. But that's it. One person is having a struggle, the other person helps out and vice versa. And then you yeah. don't. Then when, if, you know, you break up turn around and go well well you didn't work for six months or you were broke for six months or i helped you out of debt now you owe me that money you can't mm -hmm. do that mm -hmm. i mean these people need to watch judge judy <laughs> god you judge judy. she's my queen i love Fuck. her <laughs> i should just do a podcast where i just talk over episodes of judge judy just going yes queen <laughs> <laughs> actually what i was gonna say is you should watch it and do your own commentary <laughs> yes. instead of just going yes pingo See this bitch? She doesn't deserve that money. It's only three dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna contact the production company. <laughs> How 
are they even on here? My goodness. Oh my God, I can call it Judging Judy. Yes. Oh my God. Well done. Okay. <laughs> Copyrighted. Nobody steal this idea. Apologies. <laughs> judging Judy. You should totally do that. I'd listen I to so it. I so want to do that. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh That's my amazing. God. And I'd have endless material because there's like a million episodes. I know. They never end, do no, they? They never end. Oh, well, you could even rewatch one you'd watched before. Yeah. And have new insights on it. Oh, my God. Yeah. We. Oh, my God. Oh, I want to make this happen. <laughs> you should. You should. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Carry on. He's a con artist. The trial's continuing. And um, he paints as if they were a loving couple. But literally. Okay. So this is what he actually says. They were. They argued like any couple over food and money. But everything was okay. No. That's just crap. But bullshit that's a cover to make the whole thing sound normal oh yeah there was nothing wrong there of course not except the fact that you stole money from her stole money from an ex-lover you slid it off to wherever it was yeah god i can't believe i forgot it's just it's ongoing and we're gonna continue keeping up with these updates because definitely they're fascinating in a morbid type fashion yeah i think it's just interesting It's awful to say it, but let's be honest, this is a lot of the reason why we're interested in the things that we are. I'm Mm. interested to know what he has to say on why he did it or what was going on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I I shouldn't be, but I am. There's no hiding that. I want to hear the truth and not tiptoeing around it. Be honest. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Oh, well, hopefully we'll get some positive news out of out of that so shall we do our idiot of the week oh yeah ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> this this is ridiculous i love it <laughs> oh i found so many idiots since writing this i swear i've bookmarked like five different more idiots. oh don't i'm constantly bookmarking stuff and then i just never go back to it <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous but florida men dressed in a ball no one dressed <laughs> one just not one not the two not one like of a, two not like a pantomime horse <laughs> one half <laughs> um one dressed in a ball onesie attempted to burn down a house with ragu sauce what ragu fuck god i hate that stuff it's like dolmio yeah, can't stand it these Men were caught with their hands in the pasta jar. <laughs> <laughs> Who put the hand in the pasta jar? Don't, because that'll get stuck in my head. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> Could it be? Then who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We sing that all the time as kids. I know I did. I don't know if everyone else around me did. I don't remember much. I don't know. We <laughs> sang it all the time. They tried to use ragu sauce to burn down a home after robbing it <laughs> Derek Irving who was 36 and John Silver who was 28 so they were arrested on the 13th of March this is back in 2018 I just checked because it said last week so I was like what <laughs> um, after allegedly breaking into a home in Deland yeah I, I guess so yeah and stealing a flat screen TV and an air conditioning wall unit <laughs> WKMC TV reported. I love American news names, just FYI. I know, they're so random. So many letters. The man whose home was being burglarized received an alert on his phone 
from his residence's security system, which informed him of motion being detected in the house. The Volusia County Sheriff's Office said, I knew you were going to make me read this one. And I tried to practice Volusia about three times (laughs) and I still didn't get it right. I actually forgotten about this, to be honest. <laughs> I just really wanted to do the Loreline. The Loreline, yeah. I'm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like we've been, we've really been with it since the beginning. Oh, yeah. Every time I get a, like, there's so many alerts I have. Yeah, yeah. And Nexium, even though I've only put it for once, it's still coming like three times oh, a day. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, let's, once a day, I'll read it. And then I, delete everything else but every time this pops up i read everything about it yeah 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 same probably because it happened one this year even though next game did too yeah um but it's basically at our doorstep oh exactly a towel was placed over the camera which gave him a clue that something was not right and so the homeowner immediately called the police when the police arrived they saw a red suv trying to flee the residence (laughs) But the two suspects told police officers they were picking up clothes from the house. Wait, wait, wait. I have to ask. Is it a red SUV? SUV? Or is it covered in tomato sauce? (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) The victim told WKMC TV that Irving was wearing a bull onesie. I mean, he's just living his best life, isn't he? I mean, if you're gonna thieve, do it in comfort. I mean, it's gonna be stripped off of you when you get arrested. Well, true, but at least that's one piece. It's not like the guy who lost his shoe whilst attempting to rob somebody. That onesie was not coming off. Um, that's right, the Cinderella story. <laughs> so Deputy said there was an air conditioning unit, a vacuum, a television a heater, a marijuana grinder, and an empty jar of ragu sauce inside the vehicle. (laughs) I mean, what a mix. (laughs) And deputies found the burning pot of ragu sauce and a washcloth near the stove's burner, which appeared to be an attempt to start a fire. That's actually really clever, to be honest. It really is. Because if you think about it, if that had taken, yeah, and there was no cameras, that could actually be considered an accident. Oh, definitely. I mean, I mean that's there's no actual accelerant there, except for the possibility that it's going to catch. Yeah, I it's mean, quite brilliant. It's quite brilliant. It is, except, and don't get me wrong, they'd have been caught inside the house, so it's slightly difficult. But yeah. you'd think that you would try and just help it along a little bit and make sure that it's actually going to catch. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> just a couple of weeks ago, it's gonna be an I caught my washcloth yeah. on fire. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I put it down and I didn't put it down clo- far enough. Oh, God. And I was like, turn around, finally, back to the other one. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. Don't. That just, it freaks me out. I once accidentally set my cigarette pot in the garden on fire. Oh, no. And I didn't notice, went into the house. And then I, it's only because I went to the toilet, which is upstairs, like the window out into the garden. And I was like, I could smell burning plastic. Looked outside and the whole fucking pot's on fire. Like, oh, my God. What do I do? It's like running around like Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. But the victim told the news station that 
he was trying to make it look like I left the stove on, but who gets up at 2am and fixes Sketty? I, I mean, <laughs> I bet a lot of people do, actually. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's it. I mean, if let's say you're up. You're, if you're not craving from, I don't know, maybe you're drunk, maybe you're high. Yeah. When I'm drunk, I want something to eat. They smoke weed. They found a grinder with them. 2am munchies are a real thing. The victim said it started out as a relationship that lasted about a week. I let him use my car for four months. Maybe he's angry about that. Or maybe he's angry because I gave him $150 to fix his teeth. I mean, that all comes down to how you said it. Oh, baby, you've got a filling. Here's $150. Fix it. Or. Or, or maybe. <laughs> your teeth are maybe, skanky. <laughs> maybe he was on his way out because they were fighting. And she went, here's some fucking money. Fix your disgusting Yeah. Good <laughs> grief. I mean, if you're talking and you go, oh, my teeth are so bad. I need to fix it. I have no money. And she goes, oh, you know what? Here. You know, like we were saying. Yeah, yeah. You help in a relationship. Yeah. Take, here, I, I got you covered. Go get your teeth fixed. Yeah. You know, feel better. <laughs> but if she throws it, don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't trip over those teeth on the way out the front door. Twat. I have a feeling that's probably why, because why else would you bring that up? Yeah, yeah. That's a dig, isn't it? Oh, it's got to be a dig. got to be. Silver and Irving were both charged with unarmed burglary grand theft and arson so i don't know what happened to those guys but i mean they've got it on camera they're pretty much convicted having your house burgled would be terrified Ter- terrified terrifying terrifying <laughs> but if i saw one of them in a fucking onesie i'd have a bit of a giggle i'm not gonna lie to you what on the camera <laughs> like yeah i'd be like what what (laughs) you'd just be stunned wouldn't you oh yeah it's ridiculous that's it we've got onesie burglars and we've got horrible trial news and weird cash grabbing updates what a varied show yes it's been um all over (laughs) a roller coaster of emotions Sometimes that's the best. Especially when you're feeling as tired as I am. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. I'm not surprised in the slightest. Mm. But, yeah, that's it for today, I guess. Oh, yeah. Come, we've come to the end. <laughs> please rate, review, subscribe. We'd really like some more reviews, please. Don't give us shit ones. Just give us a five-star review, please. Thanks. And you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at um oh my god <laughs> every week she's going senile <laughs> <Just that tired. laughs> either way the links are in the description they are so swipe up on your provider and yeah. they are there they are you can also email us at murder minds at gmail.com it is there please look for it there yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we will be back next week with part two of the death of Mark Duggan. God help us. It really (laughs) is. So thanks, guys. And we will see you next week. Woo woo. Bye. Bye.